Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the show. Welcome to the show. Good morning. I'm welcoming myself back. Good morning. Good morning. It's a rainy Monday and we've got a We've got a packed show for you today. We're going to be chatting with Senator Richard Blumenthal in the next hour. We're going to do Lisa on the Law at 1130. And we have Mark Shanahan, who is the newest leader of the Westport Country Playhouse. His tenure will begin in a few months, but he's already starting programming starting tonight there. But joining us right now, very importantly, is Police Chief of Westport, Fody Kiskinas, who is uh, someone who has had a lot of phones ringing ever since the story broke of a carjacking on Bayberry Lane where somebody, or two people apparently in a BMW and one maybe in another car, followed this man off the highway who was driving on a Sunday afternoon, minding his own business in an Aston Martin, a fancy schmancy car, but it is America after all. And he was driving and he drove himself on his own driveway into his own garage where two men assaulted him, threw him out of his car, said get out of the car, and they drove the car away. And it is at that point where the story is a little bit unclear to me, except for the fact that the law itself does handcuff, you should excuse the expression, a lot of uh, the police officers in their attempt to stop an act in progress when it is a, a carjacking, not a carjacking, a car theft. Foti Kiskinas is the Westport Chief of Police, and he joins us right now. Hi, Chief, and thank you so much for coming on the show. Hello. Uh, good morning, Lisa. Thank you for having me. I, uh, my phone seems to ring a lot all the time, just a little more the last 12 hours. I bet, because if it rang to me every other minute and I know nothing and do nothing, I can just imagine what happened with you over the weekend. So, Chief, tell us, well, tell us what happened in this case. Tell us if the news got it right or wrong. What do you know about what happened? So, Lisa, I'm just going to take a step back. I hope our community is aware that we've been struggling with the uh, the uptick in car thefts at least the last 18 months. Uh, what we've been worried about is exactly what happened. While we've been warning our residents to lock their cars, take their valuables, our concern has always been what happens when either intentionally or unintentionally one of our residents uh, comes in contact with the car thieves. And uh, unfortunately, in this case, it's even more concerning because 
this was an intentional act to come in contact with our victim. Uh, it's not that they happened to come upon him by accident. They knew exactly what was happening. And the news so far appears to have gotten it correctly. The homeowner comes home uh, and is confronted in their garage, uh, a husband and wife, and they're confronted and a struggle is, does take place. There are some injuries involved and the car is ultimately taken. Uh, so those facts are absolutely correct. Um, I usually don't do this. I, I was involved in this directly yesterday, and uh, I was chasing one of the cars all the way up to Route 8, not the Austin Martin, but the car that dropped off uh, the person who took off on the Austin Martin. And I can't tell you uh, how serious it is and how seriously we take it, but we can't put the public at risk to a certain level, especially on a busy Sunday afternoon. Uh, so that's where we are right now. Certainly here to answer a lot of your questions. Uh, I am frustrated beyond with our juvenile law system, our court system, the backlog of court, and everything that's going on. So if you want to go in that direction, we certainly can. But there's a lot going on right now, and we're trying to address it and keep our community safe. Okay, so we're talking with Westport Police Chief Foti Kaskina. So, Chief, let me let me start with this. The the fact that you were the person who gave chase, were you on call that day when somebody from the household called 911 and said, help? How did it happen that you were the one that gave chase to the car? Okay, so my management staff and I are always on call, but this was certainly not an on-call. I happened to be in my car. I heard the radio transmission of what was going on. And like I would expect any other officer, as we had units responding to the scene, Officers take posts throughout town that are most likely to be the escape routes, and I happened to be in the area where the, one of the cars went by me. Uh, these are common law enforcement practices, and this is what we do, and this is how we're able to ultimately, you know, win in these crazy scenarios. But we need now, to be did you Okay. Did you identify no, no, we... yourself with lights and sirens and say, I'm chasing you? Like, did he know that he was being chased by a police officer who was asking so, him I... to pull over? So initially I did not, but it was not hard to make me out in a dark SUV as I continue to follow them and accelerate behind them. The goal in these situations is ultimately to get more officers and be able to contain the vehicle or use tire deflation devices to avoid the high speeds that would ultimately have the most uh, devastating uh, outcome if we continue to do that. And what's a tire deflation device? What do you mean? So tire deflation devices are tools that the officers have in their patrol cars that they can put out in front of the pursuing vehicle, and ultimately oh. they drive over it, and the devices slowly deflate the tires. They don't create Got an it. instant blowout. That would be absolutely tragic. They slowly deflate the tires, and the goal is for the pursued vehicle to slow down or be able to be you know, off the road in an area that's safe. So you're calling for support, you're letting people know, you're giving chase, and then what happened? Oh, as we got up to Route 8, the speeds were excessive, the traffic was not in our favor, sometimes having heavy traffic helps, traffic was moving, moving relatively well, and this was the decision that had to be made. The last thing I want to do, or any other police chief or officers, is not do their due diligence and ultimately get another person or family hurt in our mm -hmm. pursuit of the suspect. Uh, this Got was it. not the right time to continue to do that, and we were gathering information, and uh, I think we'll be successful in apprehending these suspects. It was just not the right time to continue to do that. Understood. So let me ask you, we're chatting with Westport's Pol Westport Police Chief uh, Foti Kaskinas. So, Chief, tell us right now, existing status quo law, 
where do the police have discretion and where don't they have discretion? So I don't even know where to start, Lisa. It's it's very complicated from our juvenile laws to our adult laws uh, and how we handle things. Uh, part of it is the most frustrating part is how many of these suspects are out with numerous, I can't emphasize enough, numerous pending cases. Our low bail or bail reform, however you want to look at it, and the fact that our court system is completely backlogged and what the laws have done in giving juveniles more latitude. And I understand what the intentions are, but ultimately we are hurting our community and now holding people accountable. As far as pursuing the vehicles, if that's what you're asking, if it's strictly a property crime and there is no violence, very different from yesterday, uh, Mm. the officer can turn on their lights, initiate what we call a car stop. If the vehicle continues to proceed and even accelerate, the officer can only turn off their lights and terminate what they were trying to do. That's how simple it is. So basically, the car thieves know this, right? They're on to the law better than the average human. And so they know, and I, I want to use this in quotes now, that they can quote unquote get away with it in terms of the heat of the property crime itself. It doesn't mean ultimately they won't face justice. As you said earlier, you're confident that probably ultimately you're going to get the guy. But in the heat of the pursuit, very often they can quote unquote get away with it, right? You're 100%. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, and, and how's that playing out in the public, Chief? Uh, you know, once, once people in your own constituency, in your community, throughout law enforcement are really getting wind of that. Do people think on balance that it's a wise policy or an unwise policy? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Uh the the policy itself is wise, but Lisa, we, we got to go back and uh, please, I can't emphasize this enough because I don't want any media group to spin this on me. Okay. I, I completely wholeheartedly believe in police accountability. And I think we showed that where the Westport Police Department stood uh, on the heels of what happened with George Floyd and our social justice and the accountability bill. But we met and exceeded every requirement the day we were asked. We didn't put things in motion. So I'm just highly outlining that because at the same time, As a society, we need to hold the police accountable and certainly to a higher standard, but there needs to be a balance that we hold society accountable. And that is teetering completely the wrong way currently. Uh, I am a huge fan of Governor Lamont and what he's accomplished and what he was dealt with the last three years, but not the same level with some of our state reps and our state senators. Uh, You know, people going out and touting, 
that our jails are empty and we're closing down prisons while we have hundreds, if not thousands, of cases backlogged that need to be prosecuted and tried and people need to go to jail is completely irresponsible. Completely irresponsible. And when you said earlier, Chief, that a lot of the people you're finding are people that are doing this again and again and again, at what point in the tipping scale in terms of justice, you know, is law enforcement, not law enforcement, is the justice system paying attention and are these, are, are there any consequences for all of these property crimes? Is it five car thefts? Is it 10? Is it a dozen? When, when does somebody honestly and truly get punished in a way that deters them from future crime? What's happening? Uh, well, I truly believe a crime like we had yesterday will, will be properly prosecuted. It will be properly, uh, justice will be served. I don't think when it's a property crime, the same value is given. We keep giving second, third, fourth, and fifth chances time and time again. Well, ultimately, how many times can you keep victimizing a community with the same criminal committing the same crime and getting a slap on the wrist? In what society is that effective? And so do you see that these people that are getting away with it, so to speak, are becoming more brazen? In other words, do you draw a line between saying, okay, we don't think we need to excessively react to the theft of a car, and look what happens now. That person now feels brazen enough to go into somebody's garage, pull them from the car, and then take away and drive, which is a totally different level of crime. Lisa, I couldn't have worded it better myself. What happened yesterday is a direct result of what has been happening the last 18 months. We have been worried about it. I share my thoughts and concerns with our different legislative bodies. Uh, I even brought this up when I was recently pursuing adding school security officers because, as you can see, this happened in the middle of the day. Imagine some of this ending up on a school campus. Imagine what could happen uh, if we don't have enough resources. So exactly what happened is a result of what we've allowed to happen by not prosecuting and holding people accountable. And I will strongly stand behind that. You remember uh, there used to be a police chief, Bill Bratton, up in Massachusetts. Then he came to New York and he talked about the broken windows theory of policing, which has since gotten a lot of controversy. But his whole thing was that if you crack down, and he would be the first to say, not in a, a um, not in a way that was excessive, but in a real way where people felt like there were penalties, that in deterring quote-unquote lower-level crime, you ended up preventing higher-level crime. Is that sort of what you're getting at here, Chief, a little bit? Uh, I'm absolutely getting at that. People don't want to believe in the broken theory, uh, broken windows theory, but it absolutely worked. And uh, Bill Bratton is still around. He's still practicing a lot of the same skills that he brought to New York and L.A. and Massachusetts. And he has found a way to rebrand and, uh, and reconfigure his language. But ultimately, that is exactly what's happening. People don't want to use that because, you know, again, we'll focus on race and ethnicity and all those things. We need to stop. A criminal is a criminal, regardless of their skin color, regardless of their socioeconomic background, and they need to be held accountable, all at the same level. And so, Chief Fodi, uh, what do you think is going to happen? First of all, is this individual, I had read that he declined to go to the hospital, although he was injured. He did not seek medical assistance. Uh, putting aside the emotional component, physically, I assume you met with him. Is he okay? 
I, I did. After what happened and I terminated the pursuit, I actually went to the house and met with the family, Lisa, and uh, uh, absolute champs in their own way. Uh, you know, I wish he didn't get as involved as he did with the suspects. But again, an incredible family. I don't think this is something that will be quickly put behind them, but we'll continue to support them and do what we can to navigate through this. And what is your advice for all the rest of us who feel like taking a joy ride out in our car once in a while with the top down as we enjoy, you know, our life here in Connecticut? What is your advice for us? So right up to yesterday, a lot of my advice had been, please lock your cars, bring your keys in. If you go to parking lots, whether you visit our parks, our beaches, our schools, don't leave valuables on the front seat. Uh, you know, either bring them with you or lock them where they can't be seen because we're seeing a, a level, a certain level of cars being broken into to steal goods that are visible. They're not just randomly breaking into cars, but if they see something, they're certainly breaking into it. And, and that had been mostly what my statements were. Uh, now, I will highlight that, that the two vehicles that were involved in stealing the Austin Martin yesterday were two other stolen vehicles that were taken without force but with the keys in them and uh, obviously left unlocked. So once again, the contributing factor that gave the resources to these suspects to commit yesterday's crime was unlocked cars with the fobs in them and giving them another resource. So I can't emphasize that enough. But I would say to our community – uh, one step further, uh, and this is a tough one for anybody to accept, is the situational awareness for at least for a short term, if not a long term. I have teenage daughters and I tell them this all the time. Be aware of your sur surroundings. If you're pulling down your driveway and there's a car following you, take preventative measures. If you see the same car around, you, you need to take another, you know, another lap around the block and call the police. Uh, I hate to be even introducing this or asking our community to do this because it's so alarming and so concerning, but it's a, just another step to avoid some of these instances. We will continue to do what we need to do. We'll be increasing patrols. I've received authorization from our select woman to proceed with that. We will be adding officers. We're part of a task force that deals with this. And I won't get into the amount of people that I have working today to come to, to bring closure to what happened yesterday, but they're not only from the Westport Police Department and they're not only state and local authorities. We're, we're taking every resource we have to make sure that yesterday is come, brought to a completion shortly, but also doesn't happen again. And if anybody is listening, tell us a little bit about what is the crime of carjacking? What is carjacking versus stealing a car? Well, stealing a car, you know, going into a car that's unlocked with a fob in it, it's a larceny. It's not a violent crime. Uh, the penalties are very different. In this case, believe it or not, because of them entering the garage and, mm -hmm. you know, going within the dwelling, we're even entertaining home invasion charges. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to be meeting with our prosecutors. There's going to be some very heavy charges levied against these suspects. And it's a real shame what happened, but we're not going to rest until we catch them. Okay. And when you, if, if you are listening and you are even contemplating stealing a car or anything else like that, and there's another human being attached to it, you need to understand the law takes that extremely seriously, extremely seriously, because as soon as there's another human being in that car, you wrench a person out of that car. Uh, it could be kidnapping. It could be a million other kinds of things and carjacking itself. It's a violent crime, correct, Chief? It's a violent crime. It absolutely is, and there's always the concern what will it escalate to. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Westport Chief, uh, Westport Police Chief Fody Kaskinas. I 
so appreciate you coming on the show. I so appreciate you being available 24-7. As you know, I've lived in Westport myself for many, many years, and I've relied on you publicly and privately to protect me and us, and I thank you for that. I really do. Uh, Lisa, thank you for having me. Thank you for giving me a forum to send an important message to our community, and, and we're here for you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Chief Foti on the Lisa Wexler Show. We'll be right back. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com.